Uh, I'm going to pronounce your surname completely wrong. What are you going to pronounce it as? Mir. Mir. Yeah, that Mir- that is wrong. <laughs> Mir- Mergelis. Mergelis. Where are you from? Sweden. Mergelis. Like my surname's Greek, so that's why I was like Sweden, but like kind of. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Doesn't sa- It's not a Swedish surname at all, but no. What is a yeah. Swedish surname? Andersson. Like Anderson or cool. like Anderson. Sandqvist. Ikea. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what episode number it is, but welcome to another episode of Who the Fuck is Delia, the podcast that uncovers the plight of the creative who might not just yet be so successful that they're being slagged off by Martin Scorsese. Um, Go on, Shell. What does that refer to? Um, Go on. I believe in the you. The Irishman. No. Uh, well, I mean, you were more current than I thought you were going to be. I don't know. Star Wars. Well, that's getting closer. That's pretty close. Yes. I don't know. Marvel, right? Marvel, yeah. Yeah. So Martin Scorsese <laughs> slagged off. This is well, like this is weeks ago now. But he basically said that the MCU wasn't. Do you real know what the cinema. MCU is, right? No. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Cool. Wasn't real cinema, yeah. Yeah, sweet. And then Francis Coppola backed him up, I think, and said the same thing. It was like, yeah. It's a carnival or something like Who's that. Francis mm. Coppola. He directed uh, like Apocalypse Now. Oh. And stuff like that. Oh. Pretty like they're both pretty legit, but then they're, they're not made... saying anything people didn't already know though. Whoa, that is not Whoa. the consensus. <laughs> you're you're just like a leave voter in a remain <laughs> yeah. room. Just <laughs> it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. That is not the vibe. Hold up. This is not okay. No. no. It's like something Chris Evans said. He was like, um, like who's anybody to judge what's cinema or not? Like it's all. I don't know, there's so much. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's just an it? opinion. It, like, it's subjective, shell. isn't it? It's also, like, w- w- super impressive as well that they've managed to get, like, this storyline over. I think they're the good, yeah. though. That's the thing. It's not just, like, it's not, it's not just action, like, you know, yeah. big blockbuster CGI. It's actually, I, I feel like a lot of the storylines are actually good. The character development yeah. is good. And it's not like, you know, Martin Scorsese voicing a fish in a shark's tail. Which yeah, like exactly those films are huge as well. Like, yeah. I think there's a little bit of jealousy behind. So, the well, comments. you know, we've educated Shell so far. <laughs> I vehemently um, <I> disagree, <laughs> um, but it's fine. So, that voice that you hear that isn't me and that isn't Shell is not George. <laughs> Although I know you'd be fooled into thinking that it was because it sounds so similar. Um, but we're joined by Isabel. Miguelis? Yeah, there yes. we go. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, you might have heard her recommended on the podcast before. Um, she, your artist name is I Am The Artist. Mm-hmm. And I produce your stuff. I have produced your stuff. Yeah. I produced your last EP and we're working yeah, on some yeah. new stuff. Um, and we just thought we'd get in for a podcast with you. Talk about what you do. Talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> the, All the important things. <laughs> yeah, before our session uh, today, because we're actually going to have a session after this, aren't we? Yeah. Um, how you doing? good thanks for coming on thank you for having me um you also oh, i'm like caught up in my headphones here and this is like a super creaky chair as well um <laughs> you also will be heard when we release the london um edition of our launch event podcast oh yeah um yeah, yeah. that's not out yet i think when's that coming out show january january mm-hmm. so um you will be on that your voice will be on and that I'm making people, some comments yeah <laughs> causing a storm <laughs> causing a fight in the, <laughs> the launch Some of it strong opinions at the back there yeah. it's around your arm is it that's yeah. what's going on i knew there was something mad going on anyway sorry go on <laughs> you were like stressing me out doing it 
tied around his arm. We like to keep things super professional. Yeah, yeah. flawless. Um, so, I obviously know because I've produced it, and mm-hmm. Michelle knows because she's heard it. But yeah. for, and hopefully some of our listeners listeners will know because they'll have hopefully gone and checked it all out mm-hmm. based on our recommendation. Yeah. Um, but how would you describe your stuff? I am the artist, or just that EP? And then this is a shitty question because <laughs> we we do it's this like, all the time um, on the podcast where it's like. Um, what 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 genre are, like we had an episode with a guy with a few guys called little grace yeah. friends of ours and we just got into a whole chat about how shit that question is what genre are you or that I think drop it's just down hard menu. to like describe yourself do you know i mean or like find yeah kind of enough labels that will actually speak for what you do yeah or, yeah. or what you want kind of your music to convey um i don't know i think it's i'd like to think it kind of blurs the lines between like a few different genres yeah um i mean it's definitely soul r&b influenced Uh um i mean musically we even try to kind of refer back to like old hip-hop sounds yeah um in terms of you know like you know the drum samples we used um and obviously it's very lyrical so in that way i'd kind of say it was more alternative r&b in a way Mm -hmm. um but i don't know I, i i feel like it's one of those things where like i'd rather people just decide for themselves because I, I never like place it in a genre in my head it yeah. just exists it's just there and it's yeah. and it has influence from different artists who I listen to that don't necessarily conform to any genre so I think that's kind of why it ended up that way that's cool yeah I think as well it's nice to be able to say um like you can give people an idea like you just did then and then be like but go and listen to it yeah rather than being like oh we're an indie band yeah, yeah, yeah. and then someone's like oh I'm not into indie mm. so then they just don't go and listen yeah, yeah or like sure. it's classical and you'd be like yeah, <laughs> yeah I won't tell you what it is so you can go and figure it out <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, so you can't make stream. your mind up if you like it or not now you'll have to go listen first that's yeah. true how would yeah. uh, how would you describe this show it's got like a spoken word vibe to me yeah mm. I'd agree with that I think it's like it's definitely got the soul and R&B stuff in there like mm-hmm. that's quite staple you can hear that yeah, yeah but vocally it reminds me of more of like a I don't know like a spoken Lauren Hill kind of thing mm-hmm it has got yeah that's the wow, Lauren Hill's got more of a <laughs> it's not yeah it's not like um it's not as like hip hoppy as as Lauren Hill yeah well she yeah. Lauren Hill like her her she raps yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. say that you it doesn't rap. go no. <laughs> no it doesn't go that far into no, no, no. it it's definitely got more of a singing ele- element to it yeah um but it has that I don't, I don't know what it is it's, it's weird it's got that like yeah the only way I can describe mm. it is like a spoken word kind of thing to it yeah, yeah which is really nice it's got that vibe to it yeah, I feel like you want to indulge yourself in it you don't just listen to it and go here's a pop song we'll put the pop song mm. on in the background you listen to it to listen to it I think it it's weird though because I feel like that's maybe why some people also wouldn't necessarily connect with it because some people do listen to music just to listen to music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it's even like something similar to what you said before in terms of when you perform it, it's about finding places where people will listen. Yeah. yeah. It's not really background music. You yeah. know, it is kind of thoughtful and well, to be honest, and I want that as well. Like I don't know if I want people to just listen to it you know, and just have it in the background. I'd yeah. rather have listeners that actually are actively engaging with it and oh, it, exactly and it connects with them. Yeah. So it's like, I, I wouldn't trade that for anything just to have like more listeners or whatever, you know, but it is one of those things that I know it's not for everyone, but I'm yeah. okay with that at the same time. You That's know. a good way to be. It's um, a really good point then. Oh. I know. Email in if you knew what Shell's point was. Don't you hate it <laughs> when that happens? 
It literally has <laughs> said. It's um. I was like, oh, it's gone. There we go. We it'll come back. It'll come back. Let the listeners be aware that Shell's working on two hours sleep. I am. Yeah. And I'm working on a broken up three or four hours sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <That's tough. laughs> um, no, so that'll come back to you. I'm sure. It will. Um, but yeah. So the, the thing of like people intentionally listening to mm. it and not just being like, oh, we'll stick it on. It's cool. Yeah. Um, we had this exact conversation with Jay, who had been on the podcast before, mm-hmm. where it was like, you know, you can target people or playlists on on Spotify or on people on your Instagram or whatever who that'll be fine it'll get your numbers up yeah but then I'm kind of like well what's the point of having your numbers up if those numbers are hollow and Mm. no one gives a shit yeah for sure and it might be tougher to get and you have fewer numbers but at least those fewer numbers care more they're real I'd rather have 100% of 100 people care than 1% (laughs) of yeah 200 people you know Mm Okay, I remember. <laughs> um, Drum roll, please. So it's like it's so when you listen to like Kate Tempest, you listen to, you don't listen to it to listen to like to sit down and be like, I'm gonna listen to some music now. You mm. listen to it to be like, Okay, I'm in I'm in a very poetic mood. Yeah. I wanna listen to somebody tell me some stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it has that about it. Which mm. yeah, or I yeah, might alienate a certain certain audience. But for you, I don't know, like that I don't, I don't know if this is true but it feels like that you must have so much more freedom in your writing style mm. because I feel like you can get you can just put ideas out on a tr- on a page with like a conscious stream of thought yeah. and then look at those words and be like okay I want to put them in a song mm. and it kind of you you have you're not limited by like oh no but I've got this melody where like this happens yeah, here yeah. this happens here mm. you can just like talk through a subject really well like obviously there's more to it than that and there there, there is a lot of musicality behind it as well mm. but I don't know. Do you, do you find that do you, have, do you find that you have more space to tell a story because it has that kind of like spoken word element? I think I've always created like music in like a poetic sense. Like poetry is like one of the first things that I really, even in school, like it's the thing that I fell in love with most. And I would be in English class and like we'd be doing something else which wasn't poetry, and yeah. I would just be writing poetry. Um, and then when finally that term and we did poetry came along, I was like, this is it. This is yeah. this is what I was waiting for. Um, and I feel like kind of I didn't I didn't realize how much the two of them connected until honestly until really recently. Um, I was just kind of writing music and comparing it to like, oh, this is what music should be like. This is what. I not necessarily the artists that I listen to, but this is what I hear other people listening to, and I feel like I should be creating music like that to kind of, you know, it's that typical like to fit in, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I kind of disconnected with like the poetic side of me, and then literally, like I think it was the summer before we started recording, mm. I just got in like I don't know something just clicked, and it was just like you know what I don't know why I'm pushing like the writer in me back mm-hmm. just to make music because the writer in me makes music. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of just fit together in a way that like I didn't hold back. Like you said, like my stream of thought, I just started writing. And then I was like, you know what? I can make this into music. Yeah. I don't need to limit the writing process just because I want to make it musical. Um, and then it just felt easier. Like now I just write all the time. That's and good. I don't look at it as being like, oh, this can't be a song because there's too many words. Yeah. I kind of just let it be. And then usually like the, the melody just follows. Do mm. you know what I mean? Like if it's meant to be a song, like the melody will follow. If it's yeah. not, then it's just words on a piece of paper and that's fine too. Yeah. Um, but most of the time it just kind of, I don't know, it just happens by itself. And yeah, like you said, I, I don't feel the pressure to, you know, make it sound a certain way. Yeah. I just kind of let it take the shape that it wants yeah, yeah that's really cool the creative process is so like for different people is so interesting because i know there's loads of like people 
I don't want to say non-creative people because I feel I always I always say that I feel like everybody is creative Normies. in one mm. sense. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, let me let me use <laughs> Muggles, yeah. Let Them me use creative in the in the very there. typical sense, yeah, 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 in a very like limited like sense of the word. Creative. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who look at kind of somebody else's creative process, like writing poetry or mm-hmm. painting or whatever, and they're just like blown away by it because they're like, how mm. how do you like start that and how do you do that and how do you create? And mm. I always find that when I'm talking about my creative process. I remember when I was in like uni, mm-hmm. like early days in uni or even in school and I'd see people talking about their creative process on like TV and I'd be like, oh shit, I need to make up like this really cool, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, thing for me to say when somebody asked me about my creative mm. process and then yeah. over the years I've just been actually been like, I don't know, I actually don't know what it is. Like it yeah. comes from different places mm. at different times yeah. and I feel like if I ever try and explain it, I don't do it justice. yeah, yeah. And it's like I don't think you can put it into words, though. No, it's like not. it's it's too complicated to explain because, like you said, it's not consistent. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think because even as I said it now, I was like, yeah, but not always. You know, yeah, there's always exactly. that little bit yeah. where it's like, oh, but then I last week I made that song completely differently. You know, yeah. so I don't know. I just don't think it's consistent enough to have this like formulated you know paragraph of like this is how I yeah. do it it's just it's way too unpredictable it definitely comes from just like a feeling mm, 100% and that was like or like, a thought or an experience yeah or, exactly yeah. like the other the, uh, Alex got like a new synth for his birthday the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and it's, it's funny because we've been like playing with it and I yeah. very Thanks, rarely like play with uh tech like sound techie stuff mm-hmm. I'm normally like that's your job I'll yeah. come in after that bit but I found myself playing with it like before I went to bed and mm-hmm. I was like just sitting in bed playing with it and I was like, oh, cool, here's a song. Yeah. And I was like, all right, we need to record that because yeah. that's, that's, I really like that and mm-hmm. that's really interesting. And then and I was like, I've never, ever done that before. Mm. I've never just sat and made a sound and been like, oh, cool, let's make that into a song. Yeah. It's always come from like a completely different place. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. those moments are cool though. Yeah, they are really Like when nice, something's created in a way that really is unusual for you mm. just yeah. unexpected but then you go to bed and you're thinking about it and you're like fuck I need to get up and sort this out yeah. because I can't stop thinking yeah, about literally, it yeah. but like, it's like the last single we put out has this like string section in the middle mm-hmm. which is a total left turn for us like don't get me wrong we've had strings in the yeah, yeah. mix of songs before mm-hmm. but just to have like not like the main just to have feature. like a minute and a half of strings mm. and vocals um, and that was like I was just pissing about writing some guitar-y stuff yeah. not necessarily for the band but maybe for the, maybe for the band and then got on, hit the end of this bit and was like, oh, I don't really want to take that any further because I feel like that's that. So then just started playing around with these nice string samples. Mm. And I remember it so clearly. I was like watching this film called Colossal at the same time. And like I was playing a string part and then something must have happened in the score on Colossal that like matched it. And I was like, where is that noise coming? I was like, am I, am I playing that? Mm. And then I kind of, I heard, and that, it was just like a harmony. I was like, oh shit. So then I found that harmony myself started playing it built it all up and was like literally writing it for no reason other yeah. than just because it sounded nice mm. and then was like oh shell look at this yeah not not to be like shell look at this we're gonna have this as a song more just like oh look at this thing that i did and she was like oh we're gonna we're gonna that's use gonna be that a song mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and he was like totally really i was of. like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's you totally know yeah. when that's you know thing. you know <laughs> that's the thing. how um how how much do you think like that kind of spoken word and that's it. So you're saying spoken word about your stuff isn't descriptive of it because it's not spoken word, but it just yeah. has that element to mm-hmm. it. Um, but that, you know, the likes of Kate Tempest, uh, George the Poet, I suppose, if he's still going, I think he's still going. Um, it's really upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- th- those kind of people um, who aren't quite rappers, aren't quite singers, 
somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, those two aren't singers, Kate Tempest and George the Poet, although you are. But you know, they've got that element of the two, that blurred line. Yeah, yeah. Do you think people? Are, do you reckon that's always been a big thing, or do you reckon it's only just now becoming a, a more a more sort of mainstream thing? You know, it used to be like poetry, spoken word was maybe a little bit highbrow, mm. and now it feels a lot more mainstream. Yeah, I think it's definitely a new, like a new age, a new era. A new age. A new age, a new age era of music, I was going to say, and then I was like, that makes no sense. A new era of music. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it was always like, if you if you thought about like poetry or spoken words, you either imagined it with like this weird jazz thing behind it where people were hitting like... <laughs> well, like beat poems. Yeah, like it had to yeah, be like alternative. Yeah, like people were hitting like saucepans and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. And somebody was like talking over the top of it yeah, really yeah. intensely. Right. Or you imagined like poetry night in like a smoky club mm-hmm. downstairs. Yeah, you know, yeah. everyone's super moody and... Yeah, like your mate, um, John, Dr. John Cooper Clark. Is yeah, that exactly that, that And he canister. just like stand, walks in probably with a cigarette in his mouth, mm. one in his hand, one in his mouth. And yeah, he's then yeah, yeah. like reeling off a poem in front of a smoky club yeah exactly it, he's it wearing sunglasses inside yeah you don't I think it's only recently that people have started being like okay let's let's actually put mm. I mean there, probably, there definitely were artists doing it back in the day but back not that were like day. commercially yeah viable. I feel like there's more freedom maybe yeah. now like there's there's more room to like say what you want to say and for it to I don't think it's ever really been commercialized or that it is now, but like more so mm-hmm. than maybe it was. Like it's, yeah. I think it, maybe the audience has grown, but then again, I don't really know a lot about the spoken word scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've heard things that, like, you know, I've, I've listened, there's this, I, I can't even, I don't know the actual name, but there's this, um, there's this group that they, they're like poets and they just, it's an Instagram page and they just post like clips of the different performances that they have. And like, oh, cool. I've seen things like that, but I'm annoyed that I don't have the name, but <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, but, and people are just so talented in what they do, but they're poets, you yeah. know, like they, the music is not there. It's just all like acapella. Right, okay. um, and like, so I've seen little things like that. I've, I've never really fully delved into like the whole spoken word thing i know it exists and obviously like i've i've read poetry and stuff like that but mm-hmm. like seeing it live yeah i haven't really experienced yet i should i'd love to but it's very um, interesting yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure but like i feel like now yeah maybe but even so like in terms of artists who are just generally more lyrical mm-hmm. even if it's not spoken word like artists like frank ocean yeah. um and and kind of because he he's not like a hip-hop artist he is r&b but equally so his music is so lyrical that it yeah. kind of like crosses that line yeah yeah um, he's not like riffing all over the place yeah and, like, exactly like sometimes up. he'll have songs where he'll vocally like you know show off but um a lot of it is it's so lyrical that i don't know but it makes sense as well so i feel like now there is this kind of i don't know in between genre mm-hmm. do you think it was like a rebellion to like mumble rap and like shit rappers where it was like rappers at first came out and they were massive, like they were underground, but it was mm-hmm. a massive like movement and yeah. people just discredited them because they were like, you know, like old people being like, it's not music, they're just talking fast. And then people were like, no, actually it's poetry. They're, what they're saying is really intelligent and really like, um, you know, well-crafted. So then it went, so then rap became really, really like clever and you have people like odyssey and lupe fiasco and obviously jay-z and the likes of that that's i feel like that's like legendary and ancient yeah too. i well, feel like that's like the the 80s the 90s like yeah. that came way before now i feel like to be honest i feel like hip-hop 
not I can't say all like fully, but like I feel like lyrical hip hop and like conscious hip hop and rap has mm. kind of faded. I'd I'd agree. Yeah, I think definitely. so. That's Which what is I mean. really I think, sad. <laughs> I think it's then gets to the point where people can't even defend it and go, oh, it's poetry mm. because it's just it's just not now. It's just like, like it's phrases. very it's it's turned like pop or it's turned in mm. in the pursuit of trying to be commercial. Mm. Yeah. Um, they've neglected what it was really about. Yeah. yeah. So then, um, I don't know, is people like, are people like George the Poet, Kate Tempest, like what T does, our bassist, mm. that kind of thing, is that, is that a rebellion? Not, not necessarily on purpose. Not yeah, conscious, not like consciously. But like, is that a rebellion to the kind of, as fitting in as many ways as you can in a flow that doesn't necessarily make sense because it just sounds good on a record? Mm. Is that a rebellion against that where it's going, I'm going to take my time and say what the actual point is as, poetically and as beautifully know. and articulately Actually. as you can no i don't know I you no sort idea. of clocked out of mm. hip-hop a long time ago you didn't you? i did i did <laughs> I, cl- I clocked out of hip-hop just after kendrick's okay um damn album damn yeah mm. i clocked out around about then you i found damn very disappointing i was like down and betrayed no yeah. way i know i did yeah. i did especially after the one before that to, uh, to pimp a butterfly yeah that was just the, one of the best albums that have just ever been written mm. yeah and incredible then damn come out and then there's a few other things that come out around that time and i was like yeah i'm done here now i'm gonna move on mm. <laughs> just abandon the whole thing but i don't think i'll ever be done yeah like it. i i love that genre like mm. even even for what it may be to be honest i i, I don't know i don't look at genres as being like as i don't, I don't want to look at a genre as like all these artists are wrapped around that so like I've mm. neglected that whole thing. Like yeah. I just look at artists as like individuals yeah. and they just have the genre kind of like yeah. under them, it's but it's not, yeah. Like that obviously like I can't be like, Oh, like I love the entire hip hop scene or that kind of music because I don't, yeah. but equally so there are so many, like if I look at the list of artists who kind of inspire me, like 80% of them are hip hop artists. Yeah. Right. So like, that's why I'm like, I, I don't think I'll ever clock out just because as long as those artists are performing yeah. and you know, doing that thing, like I'll, I'll always be invested and I'm yeah. always also like I'm eager to hear who else is up and coming Yeah, because mm-hmm. there are really good good yeah. talented artists out there that like haven't sometimes haven't kind of gotten the recognition they have because they're lyrical right. there's like an artist who I love at the moment called Black Yeah, um, and I, I saw him live like a year and a half ago or something and now he's finally kind of like coming up um, but is he's with the six instead of the b yeah. yeah 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 and he's so good and he's he's also kind of like borderline like it's weird he, he always like he came up as like a battle rapper but like right. now he kind of he he's kind of more lyrical but also like on the r&b kind of side of things okay, cool. um but way more hip-hop than i am for example so like more so towards that um and i just think that's that's a kind of artist that i'm like okay like this this has kind of been ignored and mumble rap's yeah. rising instead of kind of him mm-hmm. um but like artists like that i'm always like i'm so i'm so interested i love listening to music like that i just think it's so personal and like yeah. I, I love storytelling mm-hmm. and like i connect with other people who story tell so much and that's why i've always like loved hip-hop i yeah. think everything goes in pendulums as well like i said this to the shell about like just like the political world as well mm-hmm. like it's gone it's swung so far right that yeah. we're probably gonna swing all the way left yeah it's so you had that moving. with mumble rappers yeah. and stuff you know we had such intelligent hip-hop that it went so stupid and mm. it's gonna come back again <laughs> same yeah, with like yeah. a lot of metal because obviously i'm big into sort of rock music and metal mm-hmm. we had there was like a revolution in metal in like the sort of i would say early to mid 2000s mm-hmm. And it was like insane. Like emo was just took over and it was just the best. Yeah. And then it just went so the other way where it was like, okay, now we're going back to these old school metal bands where they've all got 
beards and a shaved head and you can't read the mm. you can't read what the album name is because it's too spiky yeah and like and it just sounds like it's just paint by numbers rock mm-hmm. music and yeah. then now it feels like it's coming back again and we're just starting getting this upswing now of we're back to the other type mm. of thing and it well, must think, happen all, all the time in different genres well it's exactly the same as like areas being like re- like a- a- actual f- geological areas mm. being like really shit and run down and then like all the people who can't geological. afford yes geographical I, I, geographical sorry. <laughs> sorry it took me a while to realise what the actual thing was <laughs> lack of sleep yeah uh, you'd not, you normally apologize. can't straight I apologise to all listeners out there who are disappointed <laughs> in me um, like you know there'll be a really shit area and then people will be like I'm going to live there because I haven't got any money and then yeah. they move in and then they make it really sick because yeah. they're like, I wanna I wanna live in a cool place, so yeah. I'm gonna make this shit place really cool. Yeah. But then everybody else around them is like, Oh now that looks cool, I wanna live there. Yeah. So then everybody else goes it's to trends, live there and then it, yeah. then no one wants to live mm. there anymore. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens with music, is that you know, every everybody m- music has always been like that rebellion the the way for people to rebel yeah so people yeah. will be like all of the you know people will start their own movements be like I'm going to listen or make this kind of music mm. and then everyone will latch onto that and then the industries will be like oh shit everyone's latching onto this music we need to make something from it and then it goes shit mm. I mean we could even take it as if we plan this whole thing we take it back to the very first thing we were talking about with the MCU um, there seems to have been there was obviously a huge revolution in CGI it went fucking mad for CGI mm-hmm. and we talked about this I think at the London launch event. Yeah. Um, so you got plenty of that to come guys CGI became <laughs> yeah. this like bad oh, guy oh yeah I remember this yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but that went mad and then it feels like recently a lot of the indie films which I'm not saying indie films as in like they're small because you know you can have a, a massive independent film mm. but then they are being appreciated a lot more 100% you know that's so like, true and CGI has become you You got to be a lot more tasteful with it and maybe mm. we're, maybe it'll swing so far and we're going to start getting like, like the fact that The Irishman's out, and I know it's got a CGI-heavy stuff where they de-age Robert mm-hmm. De Niro, but it's like three and a half hours of like a character study. Yeah. And that was, you wouldn't have, like if that came out in 2010, or like yeah, 2009, no you'd be like, who gives yeah. a fuck yeah, about yeah. that? Well, we just, I just want to see explosions and I want to see people mm-hmm. flying. Mm-hmm. But maybe now it's going to go the complete opposite way and we're going to get, and it's going to hit the point again where it's going to be like, oh my God, this really boring, long mm-hmm. indie film. Yeah. I just want some explosions. I just want some superheroes yeah. and it'll come back around again. I think it just comes in waves. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, and for some people, it most most of the time, I think that that wave, you know, your inner wave is kind of independent and like individual to you as in like, you know, not everybody is going to shift at the same time, but equally yeah. so there is like this social shift. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I feel like maybe it matches the like political temperament of the world as well, because mm. I feel like right now people need comfort and mm. they need to feel like they can relate to others and yeah. they're comforted by entertainment in a different way than maybe they would have been 10 years ago yeah. or... You know, like now I feel like a lot of people listen to music or watch films so that they feel less alone. Um, And I feel like there is this kind of like you want that connection with art more so than maybe you would have before. Mm. And so sometimes those kind of superficial songs or, you know, just like quick action films just aren't doing it. Yeah. I mean, like it's just not enough. It leaves you cold. Yeah. And it's just kind of it it doesn't feel real. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you want something that's real, but equally so distracts you from your your own reality but also feels it like makes you feel like you can handle your own reality because you can see that kind of being projected in art yeah and i think you can you can get that probably in quick bursts Mm. uh for for things like action films and pop songs yeah and that's a distraction yeah but it's not like there's mm. no longevity in it yeah it might Mm. not stick with you 
yeah. after you finish consuming yeah, yeah, what it is. Sure. So like maybe that album might stick with you because you're walking around and that lyric pops into your head mm. or that feeling it sticks with you or you think about a film for days afterwards. Like we watched that film, uh, I think it was a Korean film, Burning. Mm-hmm. And like I watched it and was like, I what is going? I don't know how. I, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. And like me, Michelle, and Ben watched it. Um, another shout out for Ben. <laughs> I guess like at least one a week. <laughs> um, but like we all sat down and watched it, and the general consensus at the end of the night was like, "What was that? What mm. that was? What? No, yeah. not, I'm not in for it." Mm-hmm. And then I said to her, like I was just like wandering around the flat doing stuff, and I was like can't get this burning film out of my head i keep <laughs> thinking about these like what this bit meant and like how yeah, he was yeah. acting and like his eyebrow in that scene yeah. and like the, the way that, that he though. stubbed his cigarette yeah. out in that scene and i was mm. like this is sticking and i'm not even sure if i think it's good now mm. like I, I still i'm like oh, but isn't this? that the point yeah maybe. You know, it's a reaction isn't it it's it's yeah. it's a feeling it's to bring something out of the listener or yeah. the audience yeah and it definitely you know? got something out yeah, of me but like i don't know whether what or it not was that's, <laughs> you know it's this thing isn't it of like it's it's better to make somebody feel like a negative yeah. emotion than no emotion you right. know so yeah, it's just yeah. it's kind of just reaching out to somebody and making them feel something no matter what that is the kind of kanye miley cyrus way of doing things it's like <laughs> yeah. even if people hate me people know yeah, who people i know am, who I am. <laughs> yeah don't know my name yeah um, that's true one thing i wanted to ask about Right, is and I'll just talk about is like the people that you work with. Because mm-hmm. I think that you and I have found a decent working relationship where we know kind of what the other one thinks and is mm-hmm. would like and what they wouldn't like. Yeah, and, you know, sure. there's some people where I'll be in the studio with them and I'll maybe go, like, oh, I'm not even going to bother trying that because I know that they're not going to be into it. So mm-hmm. I'll just carry on down this yeah, normal yeah. route. But you develop something where you go, oh, I think they'll like this. I think they'll like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, I was one day, I, I think you were late into a session. I was practicing this piano thing mm-hmm. and it was like um, from The Leftovers, you know, that, that lullaby the oh, parched yeah, thing yeah. Mm-hmm. and you were like what's that from and I was like the leftovers and you're like I fucking know that and I was yeah. like oh my god you know the leftovers and like you yeah, know you never yeah. meet people like that yeah that soundtrack but before so yeah legendary and you kind of have these like little points of reference with certain people mm-hmm. and you're like oh because you know that I know that we're gonna get on with yeah, yeah, with yeah this for sure other. but you worked with a different producer before mm-hmm. me here mm-hmm. what and I'm not saying this to be like you know oh when you know you're great and he's not because he is great and mm. he just didn't click yeah for sure um but like from your point of view what is it that doesn't click and what is it that does click with when you when you're working with someone or is it just a completely unspoken thing where you're like i don't know it just works i think it's both um i mean firstly i think you just have to get on mm. um but i feel like you can get on with a lot of people yeah um because like I got on really well with the producer I worked with before, um, and it was absolutely good vibes. Like nothing, you know, nothing but positive in the actual studio. Right. But it's just on a creative. That, that's the thing. There's one thing like to get on and to like have a connection, just like you know, as, as kind of like you're friendly. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing to creatively yeah. feel like you're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I have not worked with enough people to really know what that is like mm-hmm. i i haven't i mean my music's always just been such a personal thing where it's like i've just worked basically with myself yeah. um that like the only thing i knew was that like it needs to feel like i'm working with myself yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it needs to feel like i have that same freedom but yeah. also like and obviously that's not to say that you shouldn't collaborate because of course you do but it's it's that feeling of not feeling like i have to like 
I don't know, like hold a part of myself back. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, when you're alone, you don't. You just you say what you want to say. You do what you want to do. You write what you want to write. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not scared of that because you feel like you're safe in your own space. Yeah. Um, whereas I feel like it's more when you start collaborating with people. Um, and like in my, it like from that particular experience, I think it was just making music and then, or like writing something down on the page and being like, yeah, I like that song. I like where it's going. And then kind of coming into the room or coming into the studio mm. and adding layers onto it and then feeling like it wasn't the song that it was at the beginning. Yeah. Or just almost feeling like disconnected from my own work or yeah. feeling like instead oh, of it becoming a song, it's just becoming feels. something that I'm unfamiliar with that I don't yeah. I don't understand it anymore. And that's the, um, that is the worst when you're looking yeah, at something and you're definitely. like, is that even me? Yeah, like, like it's it's kind of because you come in and you're like, oh, I, there's so much potential and I want this to grow in a specific direction and somewhere along the along the way, it just diverts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like you don't realise you've like driven down the wrong road until like, you're so far down it and then yeah. you're like I don't even like well, even this then, song anymore you can't it's really hard to then take a U-turn and come back and be like okay get rid of that get rid of that get rid of that because yeah. you're like I actually like that so you and just I actually like, like that as well yeah. you know, I actually, so it's not that I d- dislike what's going on it's just mm. that what's going on isn't me mm. yeah, yeah, yeah you know and like it's we hard. had that with that waiting for the rain track that we put out and chasing clouds we've had that a few times yeah mm. where you're just like it's not that it's bad it's just mm. not, not, the part not work. where it but it's also difficult because you can never pinpoint Mm. like this is where it went wrong or this is the sound I don't like like you can't you have to literally unwrap everything and then I was just like well you don't have the motivation to do that when you already feel so negatively towards a song or like you're just not connecting with it you're like well there's nothing that's going to make this better maybe you should feel suspicious of those people who can pinpoint the bit (laughs) like that's that's wrong like yeah yeah. like it's hard it's hard to like unwrap it and I feel like at the end I think we made was it like three three and a half tracks yeah um and in the end, I was just like, I I was so adamant that like the thing I put out, because I've never put out my own original music, I was like, it needs to be something that more than anything I'm proud of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's a representation of me, not like an actual representation of me forever, but right now, like mm-hmm. in this moment um, or in that moment, whatever it is. But it just was not doing that. And I just, every time I listened to it, I didn't want other people to hear it. And I was like, well, that's a red flag. <laughs> like, yeah. How are you making yeah. music that you don't want other people to hear? Yeah. Um, and it's not because it was bad. That's the thing. Like my mum would listen to it and she'll be like, oh no, it was so good. Like even the other day she was like, are you ever going to go back to that? And I was like, no. Like I feel like you need to know when to just leave things yeah. as well. Like mm-hmm. I think it's, you need to also know when to not leave things, you know, when it's worth coming back and yeah. working on them again. Um, kind of like New Testament. Yeah. You know, that was one that I was like, I, I wanted to release it, but I was just scared of it. Yeah. It just, there was something that was not right. And like, I'm glad we reworked it. Yeah. Um, and like, that was the right decision. But mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like you can make that, I don't know, sometimes it's just better to leave it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and they're kind of tracks that I do feel that way now. I mean, they're always there. You never know, but... Mm, I yeah. do kind of know. <laughs> That's a funny thing, isn't oh, yeah. it? To know when to leave or to save. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about that a few times, I think. I yeah. mean, you will, you'll probably make the wrong decision several times. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but like, yeah. just generally speaking, I think it's just, it's a feeling. It's like, it's literally like we were saying before, it's most things in, in music or in any kind of art form, it's a feeling. And I just knew it was not, I think I just felt like I was stepping into the studio like apologetically mm-hmm. and sub- nothing to do with the producer either. I think it was me. I just, I'd never been in that situation and I wasn't feeling comfortable. That was before the summer that I felt like I figured everything yeah. out and mm-hmm. it was just not everything. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I figured yeah, all of it out. <laughs> like a little bit. <laughs> um, 
And I feel like I needed that summer anyway. And it just so happened that they kind of synced up to me feeling like I needed to switch producers after yeah. the summer. And I just yeah. felt like because that change was necessary for me to realize that like, okay, that's not what I want to, that's not the type of music I want to be making. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I need to work with somebody who is equally as passionate and also equally as interested in just stepping beyond like the lines of what music yeah. should be like and instead is mm -hmm. kind of I don't know like keen to explore way beyond what I want as well as and not only that just just also making me feel like when I'm in the studio like I like almost pushing you in the direction to explore and not like putting you back. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes that can happen where like you creatively you want to push yourself, but yeah. you're you're working with somebody who is they've got their own way of doing things and yeah. like subconsciously they'll bring you back to their path. Um and instead I want somebody to be like, oh what you've got that idea? Okay, go. Like yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like explore it. Like it's fine. Like we'll go try it out. If it doesn't work, we'll come back. But like yeah. at least try all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you might collect little bits on the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it's like <clears throat> especially for especially for vocalists or people who don't produce themselves, mm. like there's nothing worse than having that initial idea and watching it go to a place where you didn't want yeah, it to go and definitely. then being like, oh, that yeah exactly what you said like that just shouldn't shouldn't have went there and i don't know why mm -hmm. and i think we rely it, it's shit that we rely heavily on somebody else to make mm. our vision happen mm. um but i think the good side of that as well so like the one of the good sides is if you find somebody who lets you grow your thing and mm. it's like even though they, they might not trust that it sounds good themselves they will just let you go for a bit yeah exactly and just to be like well they, they're clearly thinking that they need to get something out here so mm. let, let them get it out and at the end it might be shit or it might be absolutely great in the thing mm. that makes a song but sometimes i think it is good to have that other person there who's like no i need to rein what you're doing in because mm -hmm. it's not it's not working and i know you enough to know that it's not what you'll want in the end result mm -hmm. that's like a good side of having that other person and i think that's an important side of that that working relationship is not just having somebody who's going to be like yeah go run do what you want but also I think that can only come with time no. though yeah definitely you know because mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes they don't know you enough yeah 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 so it's like when they start raining those ideas back too early I feel like you just come in with a different attitude or you just feel like you start raining those ideas in before you even show them to people yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and like I was worried about that because I'm the type of person who would do that anyway mm. um you know you you there's enough doubt in your own head <laughs> as an artist that you're probably going to keep certain ideas them out but it might be a bit too out the box yeah. in your own head anyway um so like if you feel like that is already being pushed back even more then you would just start it's not a safe to, space to put that out there. Yeah, yeah or you'll just feel like oh like this won't be worth it so let me not mm. even try yeah um yeah there's a very specific thing that grows where you can confidently disagree on an idea mm. yeah. and still know that that's not going to be the to the detriment of the song yeah. yeah or even to the detriment of your session if you disagree mm, yeah. and you go okay yeah. I, 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 I am, <laughs> it's I like am I'm out. <laughs> strongly against this thing <laughs> yeah. happening and then the rest of the session is awkward as fuck because mm. you just you know that net, it's it's tricky to judge those situations mm. we even just feel like the next idea you yeah. you can put out there not feeling like okay well he, like he, he said like no that. to one idea so i'm not going to suggest anything oh, man, else that you know all the time doesn't it yeah and like <laughs> how many times do you do that in sessions where you're like oh okay we well, don't like that so you want like any of them yeah exactly so you just hold everything back <laughs> yeah. and you're like no yeah. no no like <laughs> that was my life for about three years yeah it was wasn't it we mm. had a big issue with that yeah um but like i always think that well it's going back to what you said at the start i don't know if i 
have developed obviously I've developed decent material mm-hmm. with people who I've not necessarily gotten along with yeah or that they just come in you just have a day or two and it's all done but I don't think I'm one of these people who's like you know worked a develop worked a relationship work, developed a working relationship with someone mm-hmm. who I dislike as a person I don't think that's mm. ever happened to me mm. you know no. you get like Simon and Garfunkel so hate each other or I mean that maybe no that's fake news but like <laughs> I'm pretty sure that. They're, they're like they're, maybe they don't hate each other, but you know, like the the Gallagher's hate each other. And yeah. you, know, you get these these little working teams that can't stand each other, but they just make magic. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever oh, had that. Would that. Be so like, tough. Don't get me wrong. Me and you shall have like things where we would be arguing and we have like ups and downs with it. But like generally, everyone who I have developed a decent working relationship with, mm. either in Sappho, out of Sappho just generally in the world yeah i get on with them as a person mm. and i've only just kind of realized that now that i can't i can maybe think of one person who i've made good material with where there was a lot of hostility mm-hmm. and a lot of like i don't actually want to hang out with you yeah, yeah, yeah um when making stuff and that was from when i was really young mm. like one of my first bands or first not first bands but first bands that i worked with and being like, okay, we're not hanging out after we've finished doing what we're doing here. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas everyone else, I'm like, in you know, investing in their product, we've made an EP, we've made a maybe even just one song that mm-hmm. we just really got into it, or we've developed other people's songs. I've always been mates with them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Afterwards or beforehand, you know. Yeah. I never. Did you have that? Do you have anyone that you like? Okay, we worked with them, and I hated them, but we made some absolutely beautiful stuff. Uh, yeah, but not, not somebody who them, I've like. had. No, 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 no. Not no the name, name was John Smith. <laughs> also, what a dick. I'm not. Um, Imagine there's a John Smith listening. He's like, yeah, hey, he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he worked with Shell once. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have, but it's not been anybody who I've had to rely on for the creative process to work out. Mm-hmm. Right. So they've been somebody who's been a part of something else, mm. where it's like. Oh yeah, I've had that. Do you know what I mean? Where it's not just been like, well, what I create here hinges on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you're just a part that I disagree with and I don't like. But yeah. the whole project as a whole, or the whole thing is incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's fine that we don't get on because yeah. it doesn't Yeah, it's matter. like bigger than the yeah, 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 yeah. relationship. I, do, I don't think I could... I, because there's there's been a lot of people who I've worked with who have been like super talented, mm-hmm. but after being around them for ten minutes, I've gone, nah, this is not going to oh, work. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I've got one of them. Because I I can't. No matter how talented that person is, no matter what I've got two what, of them. what <laughs> like I'm drawing from it. Well, mm-hmm. sorry, no matter how talented that person is and no, like how much good they can bring to to a project, mm-hmm. if I can't physically work with someone, if yeah. that's not there, it's the I don't vibe. think. Yeah. Like no matter how good you are and how I was gonna I, I was gonna say like no matter what you bring out of me but I guess if someone was bringing like absolute magic out of me but I hated them maybe that would be a different story but I've never been in that position. You probably because, hate them less as well because you would realize that they are bringing this thing out of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, maybe, and it, maybe in that that position it'd be different. But I've never been in a position where somebody who I've really not got on with has yeah. drawn anything out of me. Mm. So yeah. No, a weird one. Shall we? Uh, shall we move on to the first section? Let's Smegment. do Smegment. it. Check. All right. Do you do out by Oasis? Why don't you just go on the? Is there any chance you can turn more Ed like? Let's hear the plan B. 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 Plan B.
So this section is called What is Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? And this derives from a friend of ours who we lived with in uni and he was an amazing drummer. But every time his grandparents call his parents, they'd be like, what is Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? So it is like annoyances or quirks or things that only would happen in the kind of area that you work that other people wouldn't really understand and is quite interesting and funny. Yeah. So anyone got anything? I've got um, a tiny, tiny one. Okay, go on. Okay. If you want me to start. Yeah. Um, Right, this is, I'm sure people who don't work in the music industry recognize this as well. Mm-hmm. But vinyls, right? Mm. So they always look fucking great to have as merch. Mm-hmm. And whenever I go somewhere that is, has some sort of music in it, uh, you know, whether it's like yesterday we went to an art exhibition and they had like a soundtrack playing around and we that was up there on vinyl. Or, um, you know, a band playing at a Sofa Sounds or any gig. You're mm-hmm. like, where's the vinyls? And people do that to us. What have you got, you know, have you got vinyls? Mm-hmm. You kind of go, no, because they're like fucking really expensive but we do really, really want them. Yeah. But because they're such a great thing, there's something annoying about when people shortchange you on vinyls. Right. And I've noticed it recently. Right? Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you right, So say. yesterday we bought this soundtrack <laughs> from this art exhibition in uh, that's on at the Strand. Uh, it finished yesterday. Uh, 180 The Strand. It was like a light show combined with music thing. Mm-hmm. It was really fucking cool. So we bought one of the vinyls from one of the like one of the composers who did one of the rooms. Mm-hmm. Like they have these various rooms with different light installations on. And I was like, this is sick. Flip the disc, there's nothing on the other side. It's just smooth. There's no vinyl. So I'm like, oh it's a bit of a piss take. I've only got one side. Like, Alright, whatever, it's cool. I've never seen that before. So whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you get these other vinyls where it'll be like double double vinyl set you know gatefold they call it gatefold don't they when yeah. it's two discs oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they make it hours and you pay more for it you pay like instead of 30 quid or 20 quid you pay 45 mm-hmm. you're like all right cool but i've got two discs and then you open the discs and the grooves only go halfway in and it's 45 rpm instead of 33 so yeah. it's, it goes around quicker and mm-hmm. finishes quicker and you're like well you could have put it all on one disc <laughs> Christine and the Queens is a prime example of that. Yeah, the mm. so, such an annoying vinyl. On one side, there's three songs, and you're yeah. just like, that is so unnecessary. Yeah, it's like, and then you get these other vinyls where it's like seven songs on each side. Yeah, and you're like, and like, so I got one from the the Japanese house for my birthday, which is a great vinyl, and it, and it and it looks really nice. The artwork's great. It's a mm. white vinyl with these like pale pink and like uh, like turquoisey, really really nice. Mm-hmm. But not only is it a double gatefold thing where it's like you, you could have put it all on one disc, it's 45 instead of 33, meaning that it goes around quicker, it spins mm. quicker, so yeah. it finishes quicker. So you're just like, well, <laughs> yeah. what? Oh, so I'm paying more for less. But then I, I, al- I also think maybe is it just because, he, is it like when artists make a certain amount of songs on their album and then it's like that annoying amount where it's not, it's only just more than what would fit on a double-sided record but so then you have to spread it out across two and you're like, oh, fuck. No, I call bullshit mm. on that. You sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm I, I, like, I'm sure that you could have fit Christine and the Queen's album onto one vinyl. Well, I would say that you can only get max of like seven songs on one side. So, right. if, oh, you're, so if you've got like nine. If, yeah. So if you've but so, so, so be 14 songs. So mm. if you've got an album with 15 songs on, you're fucked. Yeah, maybe. Do you know what I mean? I don't know because I'm actually going to check that album got, right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if you're thinking Christine and the Queens, that album. Use that as an example. It's probably got twelve songs on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to check each at maybe like three minutes, maybe four minutes. Yeah. I've got a double gatefold thing of Tools album, which is a double double disc, mm-hmm. and if I don't know, probably a similar amount of songs, but each of which are ten minutes. Because they have like oh, ridiculously damn. long songs, so it's not. I don't think it is. I just feel a bit short changed. Yeah. You know? 
like not that I've me off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that I've ever eaten a packet of crisps, but like I imagine, you know, when people buy a packet of crisps and, and they're it's like, half empty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just make it feels a bit like that. Right, it's this like, is a funny album. Smaller because, bag. It's <laughs> bad for the environment as well. Right, it's got like yeah. stupid one to ten, no one to eleven of like the English songs. Oh yeah, but then it's got the French version. But then it's got the French version, yeah, but, but I'm not sure the French versions are on we the... We just have the normal one. So in which case, it's 11 songs. Yeah, which is fucking bullshit. They're doing mm. it just to make money. Mm. Unless there's like a few a few of the others and on... No one's ever done that before. <laughs> no, but the one thing that is cool with one of the vinyls that we've got is that it's like, it's the end of an album mm-hmm. on like one of the sides and yeah. it's like three or four songs and then the vinyl stops playing. But if you forget about it and you just leave it on in the background, because normally when the vinyl stops playing, the needle lifts and it yeah. just stops itself. Yeah. Whereas this one will like carry on and you just think it's finished and you're just pottering about and the next minute, like maybe 10 minutes later, a song will start and it's like a secret song at the end of the album. Oh, damn. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah they, you they can do so that. Cool. They were so economical with it that they put like fucking five minutes of silence and yeah. then put a secret <laughs> yeah. song. Yeah. These other fuckers. <laughs> It's really cool. Like, I enjoyed that one. That happened. Yeah. We were both like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize it. Did we? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, is, there, is, that. There, is there anything else, or should we move on? Um, mm. I've got a little one. Go on, hit us with your little one. So time. Time. Mm. Yeah. Time is like yeah, like time within an artist's life or within a creative person's life is yeah. so like not real because yeah. you'll be like all right we're in I already this. get you yeah <laughs> we're in for this meeting at 10 o'clock sweet everyone knows subconsciously that that means 11 mm. right. do you know what I mean no yes you do you do I always you... read that wrong though <laughs> I'm like nah <laughs> like... if you're not here it's what was that it was the fucking Irishman the Martin Scorsese film where yeah. the guy who's like if you're more than 10 minutes late I'm out yeah yeah yeah. I want to start being that person mm. no, unless, you, unless you text me being like I'm gonna be late. I'm yeah. Like, All right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. And to be fair, now, now, now that I've like grown up a little bit, mm. it's not as bad. But like rehearsals. <laughs> Are you just late? So now you're just like it's always an hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like rehearsals, <laughs> rehearsals never, ever, ever start when That's a rehearsal true. starts. Yeah. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just it never happens. Yeah. yeah. No. There's always like just a lot of hanging about and like nothing happens unless there's an external factor that forces you so for example if you've got the rehearsal room from three till five yeah then that's fine or Mm -hmm. like this for example you know we've got two hours before your session yeah i know what you're gonna say that doesn't happen either so that doesn't if you go we were in three till five Mm -hmm. if everyone turns up on time you'll rehearse three till five and just about fit everything in that two Mm -hmm. hours yeah but if someone turns up 45 minutes late and you've only got an hour 15 you will still just about yeah, fit everything right. yeah that's true yeah, doesn't yeah. matter how yeah. somehow got, you make it work either way you're rushing to get out of that rehearsal yeah. room you're yeah. like shit we need to pack up quick yeah, 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 yeah. even if you're an hour early yeah yeah it's so time is very subjective in a creative person's life I'd say see I thought you were going to talk more like in, when you mentioned time I was like oh yeah no I get you I thought you meant just in, in life oh like just in terms of like how you handle time differently like I have friends just because you know like music or like any creative kind of career Mm. it's so wild that like I feel like or for me personally like I plan my life like Mm. a day at a time (laughs) or like max like five working days like that that is kind of my life and I have friends that are like so next June I've planned this week to do that and I'm like girl like I don't know (laughs) what I'm doing next week like I I can't plan that far ahead just because yeah. I'm always like living of like well like I might be doing this yeah. or like this might happen in my life and yeah. well, other people just have that like fair, nine to yeah. five that probably and they know falls what they're doing. Into, 
my kind of thing. Mm. Right. That's like that's probably why that happens. Yeah. Because you don't live a very scheduled life, so you're not in the rehearsal room. Yeah, exactly. Every Wednesday, Thursday, yeah, Friday yeah. at these times, Literally. it's like you just do it as and when. Yeah. yeah. And there's also that thing of being like, like I know exactly what you mean. Mm. And I, when someone says, oh, "What you doing?" Uh, like on the I don't know the first of Jan. Yeah. Right? I'll be like, uh. <laughs> I don't know, but I need to look at next week. I need to look at my phone to know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, so yeah. I can only sort of work a week or two in advance mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, that's happening here. But then also you you plan in these random things that you get. So like yeah. we like planning a release. Mm-hmm. We'll have that release planned in for months, but then we won't do anything on it until it's like a week away. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh shit, we should have been doing this for months. I know. Oh. Or like, that's like with your homework though, isn't yeah, it? At school yeah. when it was like, <laughs> I know the work's in in two weeks and you leave it for the night before. It's yeah. just stupid. <laughs> or we get an, um, emails for like, this is from like covers stuff than mm-hmm. it is our own stuff. But you'll get emails being like, what are you doing on the 20th of April, 2027? <laughs> and I'm like, don't like, even uh, ask me that question. Yeah, right. Don't Let me ask. just check my calendar <laughs> to see if I have. And then, I But the know. thing is, it got to the... So, you then book in someone's wedding or corporate yeah. event or whatever the fuck it is. You book it in. It's mm-hmm. in the calendar for the 20th of April, 2021, mm. right? And then you'll have another one come in and it'll be like, what are you doing on the 6th of May, 2021? Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, I don't know, fuck all, just book yeah, it. Yeah, I don't care. And yeah. then you kind of have that quick realization of like, like oh, oh shit, <laughs> there was another one of them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you, it, it becomes a legit <laughs> yeah. question to yeah. be like, what yeah. are you doing on the 9th of June, 2021? Yeah, yeah. Cause you're like, I've got like five of these things all yeah. booked a year in advance. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I feel it? like we definitely live in like our own timeline. Yeah. it's weird like I just I just think it's it, that's one thing like even even this whole section and like I've listened to so many of the sections within the different podcast episodes and I right. just firstly I relate with everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and second it's just it's crazy because like I feel like it is one of those things that we all kind of relate to and we know but like the yeah. people who are so outside of this and just don't live in this kind of yeah. you know world of of what we do like it's just so difficult yeah for them to really get like well, i was we, we had that with a mate of yours didn't we where we were like planning something he was like well maybe let's plan something for december and then we yeah. were like okay cool we looked at our calendar and we we're like oh we've, we haven't got any weekends mm. free in december and he was like how do you know that we're like yeah well, it's just booked it's in work. these gigs are just booked in <laughs> yeah I just, like i don't know how mm. i know that it's yeah. just i know mm. i know that because that's how my life and it's works. hard to let people down as oh, well yeah. but mm. not even yeah, just let them down i think i think it's also hard because well like you always have those friends that like they don't understand the importance of your work right so it's always like yeah but you can just miss that and it's like mm, i can't yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's important like, i'll just miss your birthday yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> i mean it's it's like it's 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 that link of like where people look at what you're doing as being more of a hobby than a career so yeah. they think yeah, like yeah. well you can put that on hold and it's like you can't put your job on hold yeah. so like i can't put mine either yeah and if equally were, so like our, our work is kind of our life if too. you were starting a small company and you were like mm. oh i've got a meeting about the company yeah. with i don't know an investor mm-hmm. they wouldn't be like never you know put that off yeah exactly so it's, because it's they take it principle. seriously in a different way yeah exactly because they just you know they don't get it no. <laughs> <laughs> um all right should we move on to the next section yeah yeah e, oh my god who the fuck is peter guy who's he lad this is who the fuck is peter guy um peter guy's music reviewer from liverpool he reviewed george our drummer's previous works and probably this work to be fair uh in not the fairest of light or no he's not necessarily unfair to us um yeah i think he probably has actually but not necessarily unfair more just he didn't like it so (laughs) so george then decides (laughs) we're gonna do we're gonna name this recommendation section of the podcast after him Mm -hmm. as a passive homage slash smear campaign yeah (laughs) um 
it used to just be what we've been listening to, but it's morphed into all sorts of stuff. It's what we've been watching, what we recommend checking out artistically, creatively, anything like that. Um, so apart from your own EP, mm-hmm. which is out now, yeah, with a video, yeah, well, with one single has a video, mm-hmm. um, on all platforms, yeah, you can go and check that out now. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, do it. Apart from that, what should people be watching, listening, consuming this week? Let me week? check my phone. Because I, I just because up. of like the 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 vinyl trip that we had yesterday yeah it sparked a little one in me and i was like oh yeah remember that right and it is the it, it's a vinyl that i feel like every single person should have in their collection okay and it's called oxygen oxygen by jean-michel jar it's pretty niche well it's, actually it's not that niche but it's not if you it's not from back in the day mm. but like these days it is probably pretty niche but i really like i strongly strongly suggest that everybody needs it in their vinyl collection yeah it's, it's like really good squidgy 80s synth mm. stuff it's probably used for a lot of film soundtracks I yeah think. i would say um, but it always comes up on like a like lists of like essential vinyls mm. it's always in there and it's like the the artwork on it's so cool it's like yeah. a skull and uh earth the earth yeah it's really it's like cool. the earth peeling away and there's a skull underneath yeah it. it's really cool yeah. so that's my recommendation for the week nothing else no. Okay. Speaking of film soundtracks, mm-hmm. segue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I do that right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, I'm still like totally in love with the Joker soundtrack. Uh, I by think Hilda it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great soundtrack. What's her name? Gunadotter or something. Hilda yeah. Gunadotter. It's like, yeah. It's like an Icelandic name. Yeah. You know, they have like the the name of like I think. It's their parent, and then they add like daughter at the end. Ah, mm. like ah. daughter. That's like daughter in Icelandic. She is fun fact. She's incredible. Yeah. She's and like the Joker soundtrack and the Chernobyl soundtrack. Yeah, I, oh, I think yeah. it's just incredible. Like, like it's insane. She, like I remember, Alex. I remember telling you this um, that she like she actually went and recorded the noises from power plants as oh, she cool. did the soundtrack. It's just incredible. I that's think she's so, cool. so good. She yeah. Uh, she worked under Johan Johansson, mm. who. It's just one of my favorite composers yeah. ever, and he, he he she worked under his sound department. I've probably told you this before, mm. and I might have even said it on the podcast. But we were watching Chernobyl, Chernobyl, Chernobyl. Yeah. Um, and we were like, I sat there, and I was like, this sounds like Johann Johansson. Yeah, this yeah. Re-, and I was like, I know it's not because I know what the last thing he ever composed was. Yeah. And it wasn't this. So mm. I was like, this is mad. Like, and I've got to go on. I've got to find this person. So I went onto IMDb, found her, and was like, all right, that's the person who's done it. Then I'm scrolling through what else she's done, mm. and I'm like, it says like arrival or yeah. Sorry. and I'm like, yeah, literally. And then it go in, and she's just in the sound department mm. or additional com- composition. I'm like, that's cool. Fucking, you. she's living her life this you year. Know. She's really out what? here doing yeah. big things. One of the biggest films of the year Honestly. and the best TV show. Yeah, of the year. like wow. She's like, she's paying homage to him. Yeah, yeah. it's like she's so, it's so good. nice that so we have talented. someone who's living on in that way. Yeah, she's picking up his mantle, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else? I got a couple if you want. Go for it. I got three things, right? The first one... Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Came unprepared. <laughs> the first one is um, a guy called Simeon Walker. Mm-hmm. Piano music. I found him through Tim Linghouse, who was featured on the pod before when mm-hmm. we recommended and we've spoken to him on social media. Um, and I don't know if they've done stuff together or they're just mates or they're in the same label buddies. I don't know. But... They're in a similar sort of circle in the same way that like Jordan Rakai and Tom Misher are in the same circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but he's got an album called Mono, which came out in 2017, and he's got some new stuff coming out. Just beautiful piano music. But what makes it a little bit different is that 
all the noises and the creaks of like the chair, the creaks of the piano, the creaks of the floorboards, oh, whatever. Oh, I know exactly what one you mean. They're just all, I don't know if you do. Okay, carry on. <laughs> I don't think I've shown it you. Incorrect. Because yeah. um, I only found it like two days ago. Oh, okay then. No, I don't know. Um, I don't know. You've showed yeah. me one where that's, that's like evident as well though. Mm, yeah, you hear well, like all of the background noise. Yeah, it's really nice, and but, it's piano music. Well, there's, oh, there's, this cool. one is like little creaks. So there's like on one, on the first track on the album, there's like one note that has a certain creak. Mm-hmm. It's like a little like noise whenever he yeah. hits it, and then that becomes part of the music almost, That's even cool. though it's just background noise. It oh, then becomes cool. like in that. your head. You're like. And you, you mm. can you got that pattern and it comes back to that creak, um, and then I want to just re- recommend a couple of films. The first one is Ryan Johnson's new film Knives Out. Oh, which I really want to see that. Is sick. Is it? Oh, it I really want to see it. So good. And Ryan Johnson's a fucking genius. Yeah. And it, oh, it's so much fun. You just mm. come out of it just feeling good. Oh, I mm-hmm. need to go watch it. Um, and then a film that you don't come out of feeling good is the new. Um, Netflix film oh, by yeah. Noah uh, Baumbach, Baumbach? Uh, um, which we watched last night called uh, Marriage Story. Yeah. Oh, was that the one with Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. I saw like Adam a Driver. scene and I was like, oh boy, this is Holy heavy. shit. It is. Was you, it good though? It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, wow. I was Again, one of the films my of the eyes year. The end. Bro. But you just, you were just like, this. So it's about a couple going through a divorce. Yeah. And you were just like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Like it's shot in <gasps> such an amazing way. It's written so amazingly. Mm. Adam Driver. I didn't know it was on Netflix. Yeah. Mm. It's, on yeah. Netflix, but it's in the cinemas okay. as well at the moment. But um, it's a Netflix production. That's and the la- he did a Netflix production with, um, sorry, Netflix did a production with um, Noah Baumbach before with a film called The Mayorowitz Stories, which mm. is fucking amazing as well. Yeah. But this is like a step up from that. Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson are like two of the best actors working right now yeah. based on this film. They both, wow. sm- like Adam Driver especially, smashes it out of the park. Mm. Um, and yeah, it looks really intense. Actually, everyone in it's amazing because Laura Dern's in it. She's sick she's as well. She's really good. Oh, uh, she's incredible. Ray Liotta is great. Uh, it's fucking great. But it is like you're watching it and it's about these people getting divorced and you just, you just watch it and go, fuck <laughs> Yeah, I'm not doing uh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why does this exist? Yeah. It this like it awful. walks that fine line between like having really good comedic relief, yeah. but also being like, I don't think I can watch this anymore. Yeah, yeah, you got this this feeling of dread. But it's like when something's kind of like scary or mm, or like yeah. intense, you kind of laugh. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like it's that kind of like yeah, nervous. Yeah, I spend like, so much time doing this kind of like like putting my hands on my head and just being like, oh, oh yeah. it's like exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Those films are exhausting. Yeah. Sometimes it, that's, that's exactly. It was emotionally exhausting. Yeah. Like, there was one point you where feel I like turned, it's happening to you. Yeah, almost. it was yeah. so realistic. And I turned to him at one point. And I was like, I don't know if I can watch this film anymore. Yeah. yeah. And then he was like, Really? Oh, Do you want to switch man. it off? And I was like, No, I don't want to switch it off. <laughs> yeah. I want to watch everything yeah, that's happening, yeah. but it's hurting yeah. so much. Yeah. Wow. And it, that's it's wild. It's just. It's not even like um, done in a way that is you know cringeworthy on purpose, like something like The Office, where mm-hmm. it's sort of purposefully made to make you feel awkward. Yeah. It is. It is just so real. Mm. It kind of probably feels, I don't know, I haven't seen it, but it kind of probably feels like you're a fly on the wall. Yeah. And then you're uncomfortable because you're like, I shouldn't see this. Yeah, (laughs) and people just say the things that you just think, oh, don't say that. Yeah. And then they say it and you go, oh. You said it. (laughs) And like, but they act, it's so so well done as well. It's not like melodramatic. So it's a bit where, you know, there's a huge argument and there's a huge sort of breakdown and you just think in any other film, they're all smashing doors, walking out 
what, that filming so them down real? the street crying and the well there's the sunsets in the background it's yeah, not like yeah. that you're like like this argument happens and you're like oh don't do that and then they don't do it and you're like oh okay cool so yeah. it, it, you do get little bits of relief like that yeah but it's fucking great wow. it is like there's even there's one scene where it starts and you're like oh what are you doing no don't do this this do, this has come out of nowhere yeah why are you doing this in this film mm. but by the end of that you're like, oh my god, that was so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I mean? Okay. Even Damn, though you just, I need to watch it now. It's really good, and it's, it's so just they, wow. what, this one scene where both me and Alex were like, oh, what are you doing? Please don't. This is weird. Don't mm. do that. And by the end of it, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. And so yeah. it's just like the wow, way that they play crazy. with you is He's had a so interesting. Good year as well. Adam yeah. Driver. Yeah. Right. Star Wars on its Jeez. way. Um, mm. But that I think that takes us to the end. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank Isabel. you very Thank much. Thank you for having me. Um, definitely go and check out. The EP is called Self Made, isn't it? Yeah. So there is also a single called Self Made, which has a video. Yeah. So the so, second single, um, Self Made, has a video, which yeah. is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So go and check all that out. Mm-hmm. Go and listen to it. Five track EP, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we've got a new single out with a video. We've probably heard about that already. So just, you know, do your thing with that. You know um, what to do. But <laughs> it's at I Am The Artist, right? Yeah. So it's so. I.M. The Artist. I. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Um, Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. We're going to carry on with the session. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your session. Guys. Thank you. <laughs> go have a fucking sleep. Yeah. yeah. Go have a nap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, thanks again. Like and subscribe. And remember, too much sauce ruins the fries. That's true. I agree. <laughs>